today on Kudgan Radio. Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. This is 323, and we're going to do a halfway through the year check-in about actual content on Code Pen. Almost weird that we don't talk about it as much as we should on here, because that's kind of the whole point of Code Pen. We're going to use talk about it in terms of like what's trending in a way, like themes that we see developing, what's popular, particularly that's uniquely popular this year that hasn't been in the past, and probably some trends that are perennially popular. I don't know if I used the word perennially correctly. Did I, Marie? You did. Yay! We, <laughs> we do have plenty of perennials, that's for sure. <laughs> so that's like a flower that grow, comes every year, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like a tulip, but not a. Well, I'm not else. a tulip expert, but oh. I can tell you that that is correct for flowers too. But it means you know just something that comes back every year, and so yeah, yeah we do, we do have certain things that do come back every year. Yeah, absolutely. So w- one of those is the kind of stuff that's like practical UI. And that's because we encourage it to some degree. Like if we have the opportunity to do a code pen challenge that is anchored in practicality, we often take that opportunity because it's kind of just good for everybody. That's the kind of thing that probably brass tacks is the most useful kind of that's why code pen exists in a way <laughs> like really high level like you come here to like you're a front end developer who like does work and unfortunately most work is practical <laughs> yeah that's work <laughs> yeah so stuff what do you mean you know like buttons right obviously oh yeah buttons and toggles stuff like that um check boxes and then just you know all the stuff of practical ui menus um yeah menu cards yeah, cards and then like, you know, like tab bars. Tab bars have risen over the last two, three years uh, because that's, you know, a, a responsive, you know, mobile style. So uh, we've, we see a whole lot of that. And, you know, those are doing very well this year, very, very well this year. So, you know, one thing I like to do when we talk about these things is, is help people who want to get onto the top 100 build their strategy, you know, and we know you can get on that list literally any time of the year. Like it does not matter. You did not miss the boat. Yeah, it could be December 10th. (laughs) Exactly. Well, remember last year we had one that got on like this, you know, but was made like the Sunday before Christmas or something. So like it literally does not matter what time of year you do it. So if you've been thinking, I want to get onto that top 100 list, you still have, you got six solid months, so you can totally do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, some, you can, cause just cause you're like the query master, Yes. can dig into stuff and we're not going to share that with you because you should just you, we don't want to spoil anything yeah we don't want to like, spoil anything yeah i mean you know that's that's the big reveal at the beginning of next year you know so we don't want to spoil anything but we can certainly talk about what's doing well and if you've been around you probably got a guess of what's <laughs> what's on the way to the top you know yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious when a pen is just goes crazy because like mm-hmm. you'll, you know, if you happen to be on Twitter, which I imagine a lot of y'all are just because that's the nature of there's just a lot of front end developers on Twitter. And it just means you're hip and cool and listen to podcasts, too, probably if you see it over and over there 
and you see it when you log into CodePen because we're showing it to you because it's so popular and whatever, you know, they're starting to be, this is a total aside that I'm going to drag us down, is that there's a lot more activity, hidden activity socially. And I just feel this myself just because of the like meteoric rise of like discord channels, you know, like how many of those people are in. And that's where like so much conversation happens these days, which totally shielded away from something like Twitter where everybody gets to see everything that everybody's talking about. So I just have a feeling that a lot of the popularity of pens happens because it goes wild in discords. Yeah, I remember they used to call that dark social or whatever. Oh <laughs> like, my god, I like that term, but I didn't know it. Oh yeah, dark well it's social. the it's the it's the sharing, you know, inside of messenger apps and like in personal direct messages and in text messages and stuff like that. And yeah, I think that we're seeing a shift um, in in two ways. And you know, this is a digression, but I will follow you down that digression. <laughs> um, I I do think that we're seeing a shift away from the ultra public. Uh, nature of things like Twitter and even Instagram and mm-hmm. things like that, where every single thing you do can be uh, seen, saved, shared around out of context by other people. Um, and those types of things that creates a weird pressure on people. So I think that people are starting to move more towards things that are extremely focused on their actual interest. And that would be things like CodePen. And then also into things that are much more ephemeral and much more exclusive, which are things like Discord and, you know, even things like Clubhouse and, and, you know, Mm. um, or even just simple things like your stories and things like that. Instead of doing a tweet, which could be, you know, dragged and put in your face uh, 10 years from now, (laughs) you know, or something like that, uh, you just have these ephemeral things that just are, are in the moment and you're sharing with people that you want to share to. So I think that's I think that's the direction we're moving in socially and we definitely have noticed the shift there. And so it's it's kind of interesting to be in this space while that's happening because CodePen is purpose built for one thing. And so it is a social network for one thing. Yeah, GitHub dropped this like AI coding like thing. It's going to be in VS Code where you like type a little bit of a function then and then it like you know, is trained on every line of code ever written publicly, essentially. And it like pre-fills the entire function that it thinks you're probably trying to write. And mm. it's one of these like, wow, you know, when you see it work, you're like, well, that's wild. What are, you know, there's, of course, because it was such a explosion and I don't know, it's like the perfect tech news story that most conversation I heard about it was dark social. You know, mm-hmm. like there was some stuff publicly, of course, but I heard just every channel I was in publicly was like, let's talk about this. Well, yeah, because you can you can discuss things. You can have nuance. You don't have weird hop-ons where somebody's deciding yeah. to pick a fight with you. <laughs> you know, it's just, right. it, it makes sense. And I think that that's the direction we're headed in. And I think that's probably a positive because the old way ain't working. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, funny. Definitely not. Not my opinion. This episode of Code Pen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. High five, Netlify, the original coiners of the word Jamstack, which has just turned out to be a darn fine way to host and think about and build websites. The foundation being 
like static assets, like pre-build as much as you can, make as much HTML as you can. That's the J and Jamstack. And then interactivity-wise, you're not limited because of how powerful JavaScript is these days and that anything dynamic you want to do with data or APIs or otherwise, you do with JavaScript once the HTML loads, hence the J and the A in Jamstack. Pretty darn cool. And Netlify helps with a lot of that. They have all these serverless functions. They'll run JavaScript in the cloud for you and they'll process your forms for you and all that. But when you have these static files as a foundation, that means that they have other cool abilities like, you know, it's hooked up to your Git Git repo. You do a PR to that repo and they're like, well, we'll build that for you and give you a URL for it. Meaning that you can then look at the exact site on the exact infrastructure uh, that that site is going to be deployed on should you merge the PR. So it gives you this deploy preview, which is a very powerful concept when building websites that is, isn't easy to, to have in your dev pipeline that Netlify gives you. And now not only that, can you look at it and share it and talk about it that talking about it thing has gotten a lot easier. You'll see now this little widget in the bottom corner of your display, your deploy previews that brings up stuff. Like, for example, I could say like, oh, I checked out the site, but look at it, this part over here isn't right. That's still broken. It needs to be addressed. That could that you know, like perhaps a client could fill that out and have it just automatically become a GitHub issue, even though that client has doesn't even know what GitHub is. I think that's a very powerful concept. Deploy previews are awesome anyway, and I've gotten a lot cooler because of that. Uh, very great. High five, Netlify. Educational stuff, a perennial, big deal for popularity stuff. That's always true. And so, but, you know, is definitely not not true in 2021 here. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. It, and it's really cool to see the stuff that is becoming popular this year and the stuff that has been made. You know, we've, we have seen some really great breakdowns of concepts that have been around for a long time and then also like the new emerging stuff. You know, like we have, you know, container queries, at property, all that type of stuff, which is new, you know, and people are are experimenting with it and demonstrating it and explaining it really well, really showing us the potential of these things. So those pens are really exciting and those pens get a lot of attention because they're super useful. Like that's the type of pen you want to hang on to and come back to. So um, I'm really impressed with the work that's going out in that field this year. Then there's pens that are like more complete in a way than you'd think a pen could be. So like it's an entire layout. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's, you know, then the reason for now on CodePen that that it feels a little more rare is because we don't, you know, pens are just like put the HTML here, CSS here, JavaScript here. You can link up external resources, but it doesn't necessarily encourage a like build a bunch of components, import the components and build a complete layout from the components, which in the paradigm of front end development is the kind of predominant paradigm. So it's kind of like if you built a complete layout in CodePen, it feels like, wow. You know, you did a lot with those little three mm-hmm. areas, um, but they tend to do super well because they're just so amazing to look at. You know, you're like, look at how much is here. You know, look at yeah. how much effort went into that. Look at how beautiful it is. Look at how. And there's always that moment where you're like, you're internal, like, I could use this, you know, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to steal this. 
well, you know, it is open source, you know, I mean, that's, that's what's really cool, you know, and, and you're right. Yeah. Steel's not the right word. It is. Cause it's just a funny joke, but you know, great yeah. artist steal what I was at Picasso or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you can steal on here. It's like encouraged. That's the point. <laughs> we need, steal we away. Need the, vo- the voice of the lawyer voice stealing is not is not appropriate yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i know what you mean the, yeah. the open source license is that you also put the open source license on it too the right thing to do is to make it your own the you know the second rightest thing to do if you don't make it your own is to is to credit it you know there's there's classy and unclassy ways to do this but you know yes. open source is do the classy source. way please so those full page layouts are great um there's there's one that i like i, I always keep you know because i'm always like redesigning CSS tricks every two years, if not every year. And I like just throw stuff in there when it really clicks with me, just like a, Ooh, you know, like that's like an aesthetic that I'm like going for. Mm-hmm. And the ace in your Turk has been doing some great ones in that. And I put, uh, there's one of, uh, um, like a, it's just called modern blog layout with CSS grid, but it's like not just CSS grid. There's some like, uh, there's some like exotic stuff going on. Yes, here. I remember this one. It's so clean. I well, that's what I love about it. It's kind of funny because it has like almost like a like a subway vibe to it. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. like the trains that go underground, not the subway sandwich shop. You know, <laughs> but like it's it's the well, I think part of it is the movement in it and and just the uh, and and that font. I think is must be making me think of the subway. Yeah, like, the typography is amazing. So you look at it, you're like this. This wouldn't be that hard to pull off. I mean, look, it's just some grid, but it's like, it's deceptive. That yeah. level of quality is is actually very hard to pull off. Yeah, there's just enough movement. The grid looks great. There's like some scroll snapping happening that's like, whoa. And the fact that the, the what moves is unexpected because it breaks a headline. It's like just a tremendous pen all around. And Yeah, and the legibility is great. You know, like a lot of the time, I think there's a tendency to push towards like, too small with text and this is like just the right balance i i yeah i love this one yeah total master class so so good job there and 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 pens like this in this category of like yeah this is this has got it going on it's a complete layout tend to be doing well and i see more of it than i have in the past yeah definitely that is something that i feel is emerging as a more strong trend this year than we've had in previous years and i think that you know it's a it's because they're so impressive. They're just so cool, you know, and because they are also very practical. You know, this is something that would be useful. Like you said, you see it and you want that for your blog, you know, and when you find something that you're, you connect with right away as I have a use for this, it just, you know, that's how, that's how the hearts get passed around, you know, speaking of which, just speaking of hearts, just in general, um, we have this year we've had the highest hearts per day number uh like in the entire mm. history of code pen so more hearts are being given out every single day than ever before and i'll tell you we've had a lot of hearts given out before <laughs> so it's uh it is like there's a ton of love being handed around in code pen this year and and that makes me super happy yeah me too i mean there's everything good about harding pens And I'll say commenting too, although I wish we could find ways to encourage that more because the conversation is great for various reasons. But let me tell you why for Harding first. For one thing, there's just some like good karma kind of thing to it. Like people like getting their hearts on their things. 
I know totally. it's just like a gamification kind of thing or whatever. That's what it feels like on the surface. And but people like getting their hearts and it literally makes them literally feel good. So, yes. Um, but there's more, you know, and it's not just this end of year game either. It's much more important than that in that it algorithmically on CodePen helps in multiple ways to make sure that the things that you probably want to find and that everybody wants to find are easier to find. So it surfaces them in our algorithms, like for trending and for following and such that, you know, that people will see things that stand out more, which is just important because it just improves the quality of what everybody's seeing on CodePen. And thank you. That's going great. And then I would vote even slightly more important than that is that it helps the search algorithms so that if you end up looking for something that's like a pen that you remember, that we factor that into search results so that when you search for things on CodePen, which is an extremely popular thing to do, Uh, that those search results are good. So you hearting people is just, it helps in this multitude of ways on CodePen. It's great. It's great for them. It's great for you. It's great for CodePen itself. It's just freaking useful. So click that heart button. Yeah. And people are doing it. I mean, we see it, we see it this year and it's, that's awesome. I just, I love, I love seeing people love each other's work. You know, that's, that's what this is about. You know, this is where people show things that they worked really hard on and and things that they put a lot of effort to. And it's just like, it's really great to see that stuff get acknowledged. There's more perennials. I would call educational perennial just because it's like people also love that in this in a similar but different way than like a full page layout. It's rare to find a pen. All pens are educational to some degree because you can see the code. It's right there. Do a good job, clean code. You're, you're, you're being educational in a way, but these are pens that take it to the next level where they're actually trying to teach you right, probably in the pen preview itself. Like, look, mm-hmm. I did this, then I did this, then I did this. Now you know how it works. Ta-da! Those are going to be super popular and and probably there's there's just been, I don't know, a little uptick in those, yeah? Oh yeah, definitely. Another thing that I'm seeing that's um, that feels new um, although obviously this has always been part of front end design, um, is the concept of using like generative design inside of more practical things, you know, like a lot of the time we would have like, you know, generative total randomness, patterns, stuff yeah. like that. Exactly. Um, but now we see, you know, generative things that is randomness within really more tight constraints. Um, and then used in a practical design. Like this isn't, you know, like blobs, generative random blobs inside of a normal design otherwise, you know. So it's interesting to see that kind of merge between the, you know, a lot of the time I think people think CodePen is is just arty, you know, because of, of you know, the stuff that we share on social media and stuff. Sure. Um, it, but this is the merge between those two sides of CodePen, the the practical UI side and the artistic, um, the generative art side of things. I think that's really interesting to see those things really merge. Like it feels like a, it feels like a push into the next level of what the front end is. And we see people with an understanding of both sides of the coin. You know, and and that's super exciting to see. It's really cool to see people blend from both sides of the of the of the design world. You know, we have very artistic uh, illustration. 
very artistic animation happening inside of things that are much more practical. And that's so cool. Yeah, it almost feels cooler, you know, because design is born of constraints. And, you know, to, to have that, you can see all of the art and all of the creativity and then have it be like, but I used that creativity in something that, you know, someone might even pay for. You know? Exactly. And and that could potentially be part of something that's just an everyday thing that people use, you know, to to be able to bring, you know, the surprise and delight, the <laughs> the excitement and and beauty of art into things that are just workaday things, everyday things. Um, is something really special. So that, I mean, that's something special that front-end developers and front-end designers have the privilege of doing. And it's really nice to see the way people are flexing it this year. You know, keeping on that theme of generative, a lot of times generative, not always, but sometimes are things that feel like geometry, trigonometry, math related. Mm Because there's something so satisfying about that. There's Web design is already somewhat mathematical because you're like using numbers and sometimes multiplying them and dividing them and stuff. And the nature of the web is very rectangular. But when you can keep the math but lose the rectangles, there's some like synchronicity there that feels good. So Mm -hmm. I see a lot of math stuff happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Anna Tudor will do that forever, probably. But there's, you know, a oh, great, I just Tudor. read a great Michelle Barker article about yeah. it. And the Toshia uh, stuff is very mathematical. And what YCW does a lot of yes. math oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, I love YCW. YCW, yeah. the goat. <laughs> but actually, but let, me, but let me go back to Anna Tudor real quick. Anna Tudor and I were joined CodePen in the same year. She she was recently celebrating, you know, nine years on CodePen on Twitter. I uh, retweeted one of her tweets from that thread. Anna Tudor, I cannot say enough about her work. It, this is one of the most brilliant minds I have been privileged to ever experience. Like this is a unbelievable mathematician and an incredible, incredible contributor to the world of the front end. So, for long, t- longevity for a long time. Too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Anna Tudor is a absolute treasure to our industry. And I am so happy that she has chosen CodePen as the place to show this brilliant work. So thank you, Anna. Right. And math stuff that's just like, like, out, you know, it's, it's literally a mathematician's work through visual. Oh, yeah. We could land on the moon with her CSS. <laughs> Indeed. I know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of that stuff bends limits of what you think you can do on the web, which is amazing, right? And some of mm-hmm. it is 3D. I know Anna's done a bunch of that, but that's there's there's more and more in that. In fact, I was just trending, paging through trending the other day, and I saw four on the same page that all had some element of 3D to it and not 3D like implied 3D like a little shadow behind something or some layering but literally like I'm going to make these planes I'm going to make you know things rotating around other things literally Mm -hmm. a manifestation of 3D space and that that blows my mind and I would very much call a trend of this year, even though people are always experimenting it, just because there's been no like technological improvement in CSS that allows that. It's not like some new tech dropped and now everybody's exploring 3D because you can now and you couldn't mm-hmm. before. It's like nothing's changed. 
people are just getting more clever with it. Yeah. People have just gotten better and have shown each other how to get better. And we are seeing the fruits of that pay off now. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, math stuff is wild, you know, looking at this and, and old ideas coming back, you know, fizzbuzz is this hilarious old concept where it used to be a, <laughs> you know, a thing that people would interview with like, oh, yeah. do, you know, do this kind of thing. And Laura Shank has written about it for forever um, just because whatever, she has some interesting stories about it and now has this collection of pens that use it in a sense as a randomization technique. So it syncs, you know, math and algorithms and art and all this stuff kind of smashing together. And that's lovely to see. And I, I think we see that, you know, whether it, because it's 3D, it could be 3D and generative, or it could yeah. be 3D and mathematical, or it can be, you know, 3D and a complete scene or just really lean into the art aspects or the, the, you know, emulate realism in ways that are like, wow, what the hell? Yeah, that's that's been interesting to see like real world objects and textures at, throughout this year, like you know, in a fresh way and not a, a way. not yeah. a skewmorphic that old word way, but uh, and not yeah, newmorphic either because that kind of died, didn't it? No, <laughs> but, well, newmorphism, you know, it had it had its issues. Although people are still tinkering with it, and I do wonder if maybe it will eventually get refined to a way that's like actually useful. Um, I, that one's such a mystery to me, you know, but, but yeah, but we're seeing, you know, real world textures, like, you know, the, the tears and cuts in paper or like, you know, physical switches, like, you know, Mm. um, like the type of thing you'd have on a guitar amp, you know, like that type of stuff. It's like, you know, to, to see that stuff come back in, in a new way without like the very heavy, almost like cartoony shadowing that used to be on it. You know, it's it's really cool. Like these things look real in a realer way. If that yeah, it's like if you think sense. it's like yeah. being a lot more thoughtful with your shadows, which even technology like just CSS is more than capable of. We just didn't do it before. You know, there'd be a yeah. lot of like, just toss a shadow on there. OK, done. But you don't have to. It can comma separate shadows. You can do a lot of them. You can make them really soft and colorize them and have different spreads and sizes and stuff. And the more thoughtful you are with the shadow, it turns out you can get really thoughtful with shadows and make them look kind of amazing. Hence, probably the foundation of new morphism, because it's kind of like, mm-hmm. what if there was kind of like both shadows that looked like light and looked like the light behind it and you can just get so thoughtful with a shadow that it it feels very soft and like wow that looks like a damn shader it looks like yeah. a dang video game and it just is appealing for a minute and i don't blame people for be like i want to try it i don't i don't see like you know huge brands picking it up it's not that kind of trend but it captures the experimentation vibe that's exactly it. And that's the thing where I feel like that one's still cooking in the lab. You know, like we, we might see what what comes from that later. But, you know, when we're talking about morphisms, there's also, remember at the end of last year, the big, you know, the big trend on the horizon was glass morphism. Everybody was calling it that, mm. which we don't see by name all that often, but it has just kind of grown up into cool, transparent gradients, you know, and it's it's still present. It's just that people aren't necessarily calling it that, but you definitely see it in the designs that are popular, you know, that there is that transparency, that kind of smoky transparency 
Right. Um, you know, it's sort of like what's in Big You know, Bird, it's, that's you an know? interesting... Well, yeah, exactly. That's kind of a thanks Apple moment. But mm-hmm. not only because that's part of their aesthetic, but because that there really is actually somewhat new tech that allows that to happen without incredible trickery. There's like backdrop blur or whatever. So it's kind of like an effect that you can pull off Mm-hmm. as a one-liner so like why not explore it in in more detail yeah but you're right the word i don't see but it's maybe because it's like why name a thing that's one property you know right and it's also like that word's just a weird mouthful you know they're yeah. all i think it was just trying to you know append morphism to something you know so and like it's not glass it's usually plastic or yeah. no, or emulating nothing so maybe fail on the word yeah, maybe, but th- but definitely the aesthetic of it. Yeah, yeah, is is here. Yeah, yeah. I I I actually kind of like it, you know, especially when it's used. Well, I guess that's the point of it, is that some of it is and some of it isn't. You know, like I think mm-hmm. the the classic use case of it is the like a header, and as you scroll, you watch content go under it and become blurred. So you're like, wow, you know. Anyway, that, that that's kind of cool. Some of the stuff, anytime there's a pen that has an element of like mind-blowingness to it, you're like, how? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's always going to do well. And there's, but there's a lot of it recently, probably because of some advancements in tech. So we're seeing stuff like experimentation, of course, with container queries in CSS, which is just a brand new thing. And already, of course, hope, you know, because CodePen, you know, there's people like Jay experimenting, mean, like, okay, yes, I've seen 200 card layout demos of container queries. I'm going to do something totally out there. Completely and do it. So take yes. a new piece of, <laughs> take a new piece of tech and immediately start stretching it to the weirdest possible limits, which I'll tell you has, is the best possible thing you can do with new tech because oh, yeah. otherwise that process can take a long time where something drops you, you you see the most obvious use cases of it for a long long time and then years later somebody's like look i stretched the limits of it and it changes the game all over again it's like let's get that game changing stuff a little closer to to out of the gate if we can and we're seeing that there's another one in in there's there's um and custom properties in css which i'm sure to some people feel somewhat new although in reality they're not really that new anymore but that's where it's basically variables and native css well there's just this new newer thing where you can declare them before you use them which doesn't sound like all that mind-blowing but it turns out that it kind of is because without declaring one the inferred type is basically a string so it's like this just has a value of whatever you give to it. It's incredibly liberal in what it will take. But if you declare it first, you can say, no, 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 no. This is not a string. This is a number or this is a color or this is there's a whole bunch of them. And oh, when you do that, it means now it opens up the possibility to animate them between values. So you couldn't before take a color you know, and, and animate it to another color of a custom property, it would be like, I don't know what to do. You're just trying to animate two strings to each other and it doesn't work, you know. And just by virtue of that, it's opened up a lot of like weird possibilities. You know, a, a canonical one there is like a, a countdown timer or a clock in CSS because you can animate numbers in a way that you couldn't before. There was always like really, really hacky trickery to animate a number in CSS. Now you can just 
animate a number in CSS. Nice. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So seeing that be stretched, we're just seeing the beginning of that. And I, and I, I love that. But it, the, the broader care category I'm trying to put that in is like, take something new and tech and just bend it to hell. Yeah. Well, that's what CodePen's for. Take right. it and just play with it. You know, do whatever you want to do. Remember we saw like, that with variable fonts last oh, year? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was so fun. And you know what? We still see them. They are still part of the design world, but they are established now. And it's because of the work people did on CodePen to make them what they are. You know, people shared their experimentation and the shares of those experiments Pushed it forward and made it something that people were able to use. Yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I talked about everything on my list. I, you know, I would mention that there's uh, the, the tech is kind of funny in that there's always, you know, there's always new libraries to experiment with. We want to encourage that the best we can. If there's anything we can support for you better, please let us know. I love that because I want to want to just encourage that as much as possible and then there's stuff that just sticks around because it's just forever useful on code pen you know and uh and i'd say that pr probably the top library for that is is uh is green sock and partially because it's already amazing and too because they constantly work on it and release new features and every time they do we see a little rash of experimentation with what's possible on gsap now so just kind of shout out to them i think a lot of the you know, a good chunk of the amazing animation work you see on CodePen, you end up looking in there and being like, yep, GSAP. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's it just keeps getting better. You know, their community is so talented. And, and you know, it's a nice community, too. They, they have new people joining all the time, and they really help each other out. So um, it's... It's always exciting to see what they do and and what comes next from from the G. Yeah, it's crowd. cool to see Cassie Evans over there too. Who's there? Yes, new. it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, well, there's so much more to say, but I think that's a good overview of 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 kind of some trends happening in 2021. Um, let us know what you see as being trends. We'll continue to talk about that stuff because it's so fun, and most yes. importantly keep building cool stuff on CodePen. If you're like Marie said, if your goal is to hit that top 100 list, which will drop right away in the new year, like we always mm -hmm. do, you mm -hmm. have plenty of time to get there. And even most, most, most importantly, you have to upgrade to pro immediately because that's, that's the only <laughs> well, that way to get that doesn't help you get on the list. Oh, but, you know. doesn't it? Damn it. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Anybody can get on. But you know what? If you get on, what does that tell you about yourself? You're a professional developer. You ought to mm. go pro. Mm, you should. <laughs> Okay, see you later. Yeah, thanks for li listening, everybody. Bye bye.